When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I never crazy once. Can't I'm do it. That's so interesting about you. So lonely. I am crazy. Crazy for feeling. How about hiccups? <laughs> Any particular number? Coughs? Go ahead. Let's do our, our 20 minute you date again. <laughs> so you never sneeze you only once? Usually three times. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, Alice. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? Why are you uncontrollably laughing? I think nobody likes a crazy lady in a dog sweater, Alice. Everyone loves my dog sweater. Do I let myself One of the dogs is red. I know. The kids call it the secret agent dog. Okay. <laughs> this actually fits right in with the theme. We're talking about complete psychos today. In the world and uh, this is... Uh, this is um, where shall we start, really? I don't even know where to start. I was going to... I'm going to have to drop from it. The story I talked about today in Connecticut... Which is where a guy went nuts and yelled at some teenage girls who were who were serving who were working as a at baristas for uh, smoothies because they gave him peanut butter and his son almost died from drinking it and he had ordered without but we're gonna forget that. So Alice, let's start. Let's start with the hard news stuff. Ish stuff. Um, all right, so Joe Biden tonight. I, I must say, Alice, I am pleased with Joe Biden today. I am pleased with Joe Biden today. I, I don't know if anybody can understand what he says, Biden says exactly, except for the, or, or Ducey says. Peter Ducey is, are the cops, uh, the cops, the, the press is in the, Meadows press corps is, Biden's doing some kind of bilat or something, photo shoot thing. And they're still moving the press corps out. And Ducey shouts out something to the president. To As which, reporters do. Yes, to which the president answers this. You'll hear... He uh, asks if inflation's a liability. That's okay. what Peter Ducey asks. Is inflation a liability? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. So, so that's it. So, do, so Biden says so it's a great asset. Uh, inflation, more inflation, more inflation. What a stupid asset! 
I think that's a great line by Biden. It is kind of funny. It's funny. He's thinking on his feet. He's being sarcastic. That shows actually more cognitive ability than... Do you think he knew the mic was on, though, when he said stupid son of a bitch? Maybe. Maybe. It just doesn't seem... Maybe. I don't know. But any cause on a stupid SOB? Well, all the blue checks on Twitter are like, love this Biden. Can't say I disagree. They're like all I have no problem with it. I have no... I loved the Trump violence against the press, and I've got no problem. If he wants to be name-calling all the time, do see whatever, I have no problem with it. I thought it was a funny line by Biden. They were laughing about it on uh, Fox today with Jesse Waters. I think the president's right. You are a stupid (laughs) (laughs) SOB. Yeah, nobody has fact-checked him yet and said it's not true. No given Pinocchios for that one. No, but so, I think the president's right. You are a stupid All right. I heard it the first time, Jesse. Sorry. So there you go. So that's yeah, I mean, he actually... didn't, he's not crying and complaining that no. it's the end of the First Amendment and he's and that Biden is Putin for calling him stupid SOB, thankfully, because we had enough I of mean, those histrionics for four years of Trump. So Right, well, but you're right. You know, it is, It is. I mean, that's uh, all is fair. You know, if it is very Trumpian and people didn't want this. Remember, we got the empathetic old guy. Mm-hmm. Um, He's but, so decent. He's so kind. Right. Well, Alice, truth over lies. Right. Joe Biden. And you're saying truth over lies? Oh. <laughs> So, uh, so he called him a stupid SOB. No problem with that whatsoever. So let's begin with the real crazy here. And like you said, it is a, a funny line because it's he's asking, do you think inflation's a political liability? I mean, like, duh, <laughs> right? Right, and it was it was probably, I assume, formed in a smart ass kind of way. I assume the question was supposed to sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. This question. Or no problem with that, about that. Ducey does a good job in there. He asks tough questions. More people should. Um, this is Sarah Haynes. She was on The View today talking about how uh, COVID has changed her life and will as well going forward. Saying anymore to the post-mask part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand, sanita- uh, hand sanitizing that kind of like 9-11 with flying is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, when at post-9-11, people didn't want to fly and the security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this? You know, and now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and ever feel comfortable without a mask. And that's up to me to do that that's fine but she is broken yeah and that's fine if you want to be a lunatic on your own Mm -hmm. the problem is that a lot of these people want everybody to be a lunatic with them so they don't feel weird anymore yeah which is ridiculous and and by the way the post 9 11 uh thing never we never got used to it that's why you can buy a passport now to go around the, yeah, the, because it's you can terrible. pay to have the pre nine eleven experience now. Yeah, it's terrible, and nobody wants to do it, and it doesn't save or help anything at all. Correct. All of us taking our shoes off at the airport is just to make people like her feel better about flying. It That's doesn't right. do anything. Because the one guy whose shoe we needed to check <laughs> we, that was before the shoe checking, right? <laughs> and the the liquids taking away all our liquids over exactly. two ounces, except if you have a note from a doctor about certain liquids or what? Like it doesn't. None of it means anything or does anything. It's all stupid and none of it matters. But, you know, there apparently some people saw the post 9-11 flying restrictions and thought, these are great. I'm so glad we learned this from 9-11. I'm so happy we have this now. This is perfect. Right. We should do this with everything. We should make every experience terrible and stupid More to make me feel good. better. That's I remember good. When, I, when I used to fly a lot more often... Just seeing the, um, the the trash next to the TSA guy just pile overflowing with water bottles, some of which weren't closed, which right. which had never been opened yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody went over to the uh, you know um, what's that news company called uh, the 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 uh, the, the uh, bookstore? It's called the something news Hudson News, I think. Right. At the bought a big Perrier and had to throw it out fifty feet later. Because you weren't allowed yeah. to bring it on the plane. Even that's but, but that is happens. so. But that is so. Yes, it does. But that is so Fauci thinking. It's a degree of effectiveness if we yeah. throw away all the liquid of anybody Come could on. ever have. What is it to you if we just throw out the water bottle? It's not that big a deal, okay? Yep. Give up your water. It's a tiny inconvenience, so we all feel safer, okay? It's just a little piece of cloth. 
just even if it doesn't help that much, even if it just helps a little, if it makes one person feel safer, you should just it's just a piece of cloth. Stop being a baby. It's just a water bottle. What did it cost you? Like a dollar? Grow up. Like, but yeah, I the last time I flew, I think was what twenty nineteen, and it was still like that. There was a a big, uh, you know, bin that had a bunch of half full water bottles and Gatorade bottles and stuff in it that everybody was trying to chug before they got on the right. plane to finish up their their drink before they got on because that's what we have to do now. So that because one person tried to make some kind of liquid bomb on a plane or something however many years ago it's insane and we just all have to live in the world where that's a reality it's actually alice you actually make a a, i guess you're stealing her point but it really is it really is once again it's too little too late and then overreach by huge bureaucracy right i mean because because somehow These a bunch of teenagers in early twenty something fanatics managed to get on planes, coordinate, take it, take over planes, and hit three out of their four targets and destroy the the skyline of Manhattan, New York. Somehow that miraculous thing, which was a, a beyond all, you know, to be able to do that, which was just incredible that it ever was successful. Mm-hmm. Somehow, now the American people have to be punished well and frankly like i don't even think they would have got through i like i don't think if we had done nothing else to protect planes then after that if we'd done zero i don't think they ever could have done that again because they only got through three out of the four planes and then halfway through the fourth flight people were like no now we know what's happening now we're not going to do this anymore do you think they ever would have been allowed to take over the cockpit of a fifth plane once we knew 9-11 happened Never would no, have happened. I mean, if people would have that, stopped them earlier on in the process. You're right. And but actually, the conventional all the stopping wisdom was be- by citizens. Right. You know, the uh, conventional wisdom beforehand was that you let hijackers do their thing because they held the hostages and then you like negotiated with them and then they would land the plane and everything would be fine. That was like so it it people were dealing with a different mental model pre-9-11. And so anything any stopping of planes that would happen after that. I'm sorry, my computer is really yes, loud today. I, I apologize. It's we being, hear. it's annoying. Um, but, but like we didn't need to do any of that liquid stuff or shoe stuff because nobody would ever have let a terrorist take over a plane again after that point. I mean, even like those three guys in France who stopped the terrorists who were Americans on the train mm-hmm. that like Clint Eastwood made a movie about it. Like Americans have learned this now. Like you just don't let them do it, right? And it. It's all stupid, but it's funny you say I stole her point, but I've made this point before, and I think a lot of people on the right have made this point that the COVID restrictions are like the 9-11 restrictions, and we don't want them to be because the 9-11 restrictions are an unwelcome set of intrusions into my life that I didn't need and that don't do anything to make anybody safer. This is the first time I've ever heard anybody use them as an example of what we should do with more stuff well, because uh, they're actually, great. Like, Alice, I think that's insane. You know what? It's even, it's even, it's even more of a salient point because the nine eleven, um, the nine eleven measures, Alice. Mm-hmm. We didn't use the term, but we're absolutely done with an eye towards equity. Right. Right. Twenty five year old blonde coeds had to be probed and felt up and uh and checked. Um, just like uh, people looking like of Arab descent had to be checked, just like white men and black women. and So it had to be totally equal. Even though in the history of this country, I don't think a 25-year-old blonde woman or black woman, as a matter of fact, has ever hijacked a plane. Yeah, you can basically only stop, even if you don't want to go the, like, the race and religion route, you can basically only stop men between, like, 15 and 35, and you would catch, like, 100% of terrorists. Actually, there are some some women terrorists, but they're generally put up to it by men between 15 and 35. They usually don't come to the idea of But it had to be equitable. That's why the whole line Mm -hmm. had to go through it. That's why your grandmother had to go through it. That's why, I mean, this is such an old conversation now, but it's, like, 20 years... I remember you reading Ann Coulter writing about this then, but mm-hmm. like how you know her? Can you can imagine her Connecticut accent? The way she said, "Why is a thirty-two-year-old white woman being subjected to this?" And but she's, I mean, it's the same thing. 
It, you, nobody, we had to do, we absolutely had to do the thing that had to be done to make sure we could never have another 9-11 again, even though that was absolutely a one-off. And that, but we had to do it and not hurt feelings because it was important not to hurt feelings. And, and actually George W. Bush was overcompensating then too. He was, he was right there to talk to you about the religion of peace, peaceful religion, religion. Yeah, the same thing, which was also just a, which was also a, a way to, to try to manipulate behavior of people. You know, he was gushing about it. Like most people didn't, weren't thinking about it, but he had to. Right. No, oh, I yeah. mean, he did everything that the left says they want. He, I mean, George W. Bush was the opposite of Trump in many ways. Yes. Especially on those issues. There was no, he never would have said the words Muslim ban or whatever. Correct. So, I mean, but they trashed him for it and treated him like he was being mean to Muslims for no reason anyway. So... Right. Like I mean, this is the lessons that the left never learned that they've taught to the right. They've taught the right how they treat all people on the right, regardless of how nice you are or good you are or decent you are or, you know, not being bigoted you are. So, I mean, then you got Trump. And I know that's like a dead horse, but it bears thinking about if you're going to talk about. All right. 11. Next psycho. <laughs> this guy is on an elevator. There's a black guy on an elevator. This is from TikTok. And these two... um elderly women in wearing masks accost him because he's not wearing a mask. They try to eject him. some point, one of the elderly women hits him and then they go in a bizarre direction. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. What are you guys doing? What's wrong with you? Don't touch me. Don't you have to? Do not touch me. Get out. Do not touch me. I'm not touching you. Oh, did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? You just hit me. You just hit me? You too? Black Lives Matter. Yo, black this is great. Matter. Wow. Now they're saying Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Stop. Yo, stop. Stop recording. I don't know you. Yo, you need to stop. Get out. No, I'm not getting out. I was here. Yes, you are. The guy seems like he's got a great personality. Yeah. And, and uh, they, so they're beating on him. They're yelling at him while saying Black Lives Matter. Apparently because he didn't have a mask on. Right. That's supposedly the impetus for this whole thing. But you can't see him in the video, so it's hard to tell. But apparently that's why they're ejecting him from the elevator. And and yes, so once they start hitting him, <laughs> that's when they start saying Black Lives Matter. Just to show that while we're hitting you and trying to kick you out of our elevator, we're really, really not racist, very good people who really believe that Black Lives Matter. It's just your particular life in this instance we want off of our elevator because you don't have a mask on and we don't want to breathe your air because we think you're dangerous to us. So, Oh my uh, goodness, Alice. I can't believe it. What? Uh, I forgot. Terry Garr was in Young Frankenstein from 1974. How could she have been then? She was. I'm sorry. The similarities are there. She was really attractive, Alice. Um. Yeah. People yelled at me on Twitter. They, they should have. You're intolerant. Unfair. You're intolerant of me. I don't think that it's right to imagine that I'm someone else when we're together. Well, but we are together. Yeah, but you can't imagine I'm somebody else. While we're... yes, I can. No, you can't. I, don't I can like imagine that. you're Terry Gar. I don't you look want like you her to too. It almost that I'm it almost else. it's working by itself. Who else do you look like? Why don't you, oh, you know just? Why don't you just, just imagine that I'm me? How about that? Are you Terry Gar? <laughs> I'm your wife, Alice. Uh okay. I need to stop image searching her while the <laughs> show is on. All right, so okay. Here's our next psycho. Actually, actually, I need you to set this up, Alice. You know what it was? Because this is of sexual nature. And then I, my mind goes to Terry Garner. <laughs> can you go to... Um, can you tell the people about Jack Wright in Siena? Um, not that much because I don't really follow Gen Z TikTok stars. But they're apparently both Gen Z TikTok stars. Um, they kind of knew each other loosely in high school, but they didn't really connect until they both became famous on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And then apparently they started in some form, like they collaborated together and they Doing were Doing like, um, some joint friends. TikTok things. Yeah, some, you know, Hanging they cross-promoted their TikTok 
I don't know. Apparently, they're famous to someone somewhere. Okay, so and this um, this kid, so Sienna's eighteen. I assume this kid is probably around the they're same. They're the age. same age. Yeah, they're both eighteen. His kid, his name is Jack Wright. He looks like eighteen year olds look no a day. He's fine <laughs> enough looking kid, right? Okay. Um. So so. Did you see her pictures and stuff? Yeah, she looks very pretty. Okay. You, Just checking that we're on the same page with yes. what we saw. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, she's very pretty. She mm-hmm. um She's she, not like a non-binary shaved head. No, she's pretty gorgeous. Looks yeah. like she might be a uh, a Latinx person maybe. Is she? I don't know. I don't know. She, but she's yeah. she's like olive skin, very beautiful. She's a beautiful beautiful which is the point. Right. So she uh has shown an affection for him. Mm-hmm. Which he apparently for, does not reciprocate. Does not reciprocate. Okay. She has been making advances upon him mm-hmm. for quite some time. He has now released a video called What Sienna May Did to Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where this is he very is very serious. I don't know why we're laughing. Yes, it's very serious. He's looking at the camera and he goes through this stuff. These are his grievances. Over the unwanted advances of 18-year-old affectionate beauty, Sienna May. This is Jack Wright. For a long time, so the first incident where Sienna crossed boundaries, it was after filming, we went into the room, um, I was just chilling on my phone on the bed, and she got naked, like completely naked, nothing on, and straddled me when I was literally just chilling on the bed. But I didn't know what to do in like the situation because it was just, like random and weird. Quickly told her, Sienna, get off. We're just friends. Stop. They're trying to make out with me. Sienna. <laughs> declothed, Alice. <laughs> completely. While he was lying there. He was Ch- just trying to chill on his he phone, Tom. Chilling. He was just trying to chill on his he phone. He was chilling. Okay. You're like just doing a bunch of things to me, and I was I kept on saying, "Sienna, stop, get off." I, I, like I didn't want to like be like aggressive. I didn't want to hurt her, you know. So I I pulled her off of me, and it took like a couple of tries because I didn't want to be like too rough, and I went out of the room and. That was like the end of it. The next morning, where she was like, I'm so sorry for doing that. That was, I, I don't know what went through my head. I had to clarify again that I didn't like her that way. We were just friends. She said sorry, that was it. After that, these type of things kept happening. She would do something and I would forgive her and she said it wouldn't happen again and we would go on and making fun videos. After all those t- but the problem is, of course, that Sienna keeps mistaking Jack for a man. I mean, um, and she sounds like she might be a psycho, though. Sure, that's crazy uh, behavior. Okay. You know what you call <laughs> a beautiful eighteen-year-old uh, psycho who's trying to have sex with you? A psycho? No, she sounds nuts. You call that in. Uh, Excellent opportunity. How do you keep doing? How do you keep doing that when the guy's saying he's not interested? Well, it's a little <laughs> weird because a guy saying he's not interested is something new to civilization. <laughs> the idea is <laughs> you'd be very interested, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I know because think there that is, and I don't like know if he knows. I know that there's nothing. Nothing feels physically better than chilling. <laughs> I understand. You need that time. Every guy likes to go out and chill. There's no doubt. On your phone. But I believe, Alice, that I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And we're going to discover that, that there's a lot we don't know about sex anyway. But I believe that women are custom made to be much more physically gratifying for men than chilling. <laughs> I think that is a thing. I think that maybe he's the, not into women. Well, I mean that would that would explain a hell of a lot. And if he's not, 
then he should maybe say that. But she suggests, I mean, I think with the suggestion is that he, it, I get the feeling that he's, so, so, so. Have you so, never had a chick that you didn't like trying? You have. You've had girls that you don't like try it, it, and hook up with you. Not that look like her, Alice. <laughs> but she does seem crazy. If somebody who looked like her when I was a single guy was trying to hook up with me, I maybe she's I, not his type. I would, uh, I would proceed with her, um, with her desires, uh, even if while it was happening she was dousing me with gasoline while holding a lighter. But he said she did other crazy stuff too. Like she started just coming over his house and letting herself in because she knew his garage code, so she would just show up at his house uninvited that, okay. and like yep. be in there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's weird. That's weird and crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but things kept on happening. The Hawaii incident happened where I was passed out unconscious almost like the whole night. She got on top of me, took advantage of me, groped me. I'm not. Guys can't be groped by girls. <laughs> it's not true. You can't be groped by girls. If a, a guy, what happened to me at my doctor, mm-hmm. that was. That was truly going there. So guys can be groped by guys. Correct. Because guys are powerful people, especially evil doctors. Um, what happens, you know, when the skinheads uh, catch up to you in the prison shower, yes, you can be groped there. When 18-year-old Sienna <laughs> is naked and making advances upon you, there is no grope. There is no assault. There is nothing like that. This cannot, you cannot make a, a video calling, saying what she did to me. <laughs> I'm so glad they pulled her off of me. And honestly, I'm glad. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his friends if, had to remove her. So apparently this was at a party. Because so, he, so he's not the only one like that. Yeah. So, so the other was party. like, oh, you know what? Guys, naked Sienna's on Jack again. <laughs> Trying to, um, you know, uh, be amorous. We better go help him. Well, if my, in my, hold on. If you had told me, my friends Keith, John, um, Mike, uh, uh, even certain relatives of mine, etc., uh, uh, who I'm, um, if you had said I'm going in there because Tom is being groped by Sienna. And I'm going to stop it. My friends, I mean, would have taken the person who said that <laughs> and stabbed him to death in the kitchen right there. They would have then rolled him up into a rug and thrown him into the Charles River with good reason. And as a matter of fact, in, a, in 1994, a jury would find no way to convict somebody for that murder. That would be something that you would have. But now... The friends are go. We better stop Sienna. They saved him from a sexual assault, honey. But at the same time, at the same time, they said that she put his pants in his pants while he was passed out. Evidence after Sienna found out about the video. He has evidence Mm -hmm. of the crime. There's a video of the crime. Yeah, she said sorry. She said if this got out, she would be done. That is horrible, and she's working on boundaries. And she was seeking therapy. What, is she going to totally lose the uh, zero testosterone crowd? She said that um, she, that uh, now that he came out with this, after she said, like, please don't tell anybody I'm getting therapy. Don't let this get out or I'll be done. She said that he's slut shaming her by releasing this. (sighs) Therapy. And shortly after, there was a party I was taking pictures with a couple other girls. We took a picture, Sienna came in, started screaming at me, got mad at the girls, told me to come to her room to talk to me. She started screaming at me. If I wasn't in love with Terry Gar, Sienna is my kind of crazy. She's a lunatic, she's nuts. The, she's, there are crazy chicks out there, Alice. Let's look there are crazy dudes. She's obsessed with this- TikTok this, star. This, yes. <laughs> This entity she's obsessed with. She's scaring off other girls that he does like. That's probably why he wants nothing to do with her. (laughs) That the animal uh, instincts of women are uh, 
are an impressive thing to watch. And I was like, Sienna, there's no reason for you to be mad when you're getting with other guys in LA. I can't just take a simple picture with a couple girls. That's when she pulled me in and grabbed me and tried to make out with me. And I got tenacious getting over that. <laughs> I, but if I were her, I have a feeling there may be substance abuse involved in this particular brand of crazy. Like if I was, if I were it. her, I'd be like, "This dude ain't gonna go out prowling when I'm away from him." Uh, <laughs> he does not seem to have a strong interest in the latomi du la female. Maybe in other girls he's interested in. It's not how it works, <laughs> Alice. No, you. He's are... saving himself for that one special <laughs> girl, Tom. Pissed. And... No, you know what? He's. She is that one special girl. He'll realize <laughs> if something. You're right. If he's actually interested in girls at all, then he'll realize twenty years from now or twenty five years from now when he's dead inside like me. I don't hate him. He I will think look she back. Sounds nuts and. Crazy, no, yes, and I'd no, be scared no, of her we, if I was. Alice, he made a 15 minute long video about he how he's been victimized. Well, she's a nutcase. Alice, have you not met women before? <laughs> I mean, I am what? Now, I also have had situations where I've had unwanted advances upon me. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, back <laughs> when I was young and alive. They did not look like Savannah, Sienna at all. <laughs> they did not. And told her to leave. I want to stay at the party, and she kind of had already been yelling at every single person in the party. So two friends wanted to take her home, and while the car was moving, she jumped out of the car, rolled, and said, I have to get back to Jack. So I ran back to the house, and I was, like, hiding from her. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I was like hiding from her. She might touch me again with her naked female body. Oh my goodness, no. And I was just waiting for her parents to finally pick her up. Looking back now, I don't know why I stayed friends with her, stayed around her. I truly thought she was going to change for some reason. I feel like she, she'd say she has so much love for me and she truly cared for me. Okay, so here's Jack's big finish. And that's... That's not fair. That's not fair at all. And it's, a lot of the time, it's usually like the nice, the nice people that like let people walk all over them. And that was me. Like I let everyone just walk all over me. So I'm, so this is my, and I'm, I'm asking everybody, I'm making an appeal, Alice, mm-hmm. to Generation X men. I'm appealing to you all because I know what you're feeling right now listening to this. <laughs> Please exact no revenge on this kid. Please do nothing violent. I understand what you're feeling right now. I understand that in our group of friends, the most of us who were Generation X men, had we had a friend who did this, Alice, Mm -hmm. there would be... I don't blame him. There would be a bit of housekeeping... That had to be done, and that friend would go away. I wouldn't want any of my sons going out with someone like that. If my son, if James dates somebody like that, I will be so bleeping jealous of him. No. What? Lunatic. Can't bring a girl like that home. Mm Mm-mm. Yes, not in he my can. house. No. Yes, yes, Mm-mm. he can. No. Absolutely. Well, me and Terry will have that girl over as much <laughs> as as he wants. No matter what, like. I would do anything for anyone, and I think that's one of the things she gave me was I learned how to be more bold. And Oh, did you? Well, sounds like it. You know what? I'm going to be bold enough to put a tape out about how some 18-year-old beautiful woman keeps trying to have sex with me, and I don't want to, and I'm going to cry during it. This is what bold is now? That's this? He's very brave to we come need out with to, this. We need to, country needs to be nuked. I am begging Vladimir Putin to nuke this country. Every every part of it. And, and you know what? I don't even need to be in the initial blast. I can die badly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
No wonder Putin's saying, like, wow, we can, we just, this guy's an influencer. People, American kids look at him and say, you know what, that's right. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right, Alice, I need a moment here. Something <laughs> you want to talk about for a moment, because I have, before we move to the next thing, it's it's related, kind of. Um, I, or do you want me to just move ahead, roll ahead? Well, if you ask me what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to start to say something about like the Supreme Court. So go ahead, if you go don't want to change gears, because um, I'm excited because the Supreme Court you is going to... freaking <laughs> nerd. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus. Can you, where, what happened to the the dying patient called the 1570 Project? Um. I'm excited because the Supreme Court is going to be taking two other cases, the affirmative action college cases, where people sue because they said that like Harvard and UNC were discriminating against Asian kids. Which they are. They are. Of course. Um, And the last time the Supreme Court took one of these, it didn't pass, but that's when it was a uh, a eight-person court that was uh, like Hmm. 4-4. That's the Harvard one from a few years ago. Um, I'm not sure. It might have been even a different one because this one, oh. it, they wouldn't hear the same one again. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so now it's obviously a way different court than it was when there were only eight justices. We've added three conservative justices now to it. And, um, so things could go differently for them. Basically, what the defense has been from these colleges that are discriminating against Asian kids is they're saying, like, well, we take into account, like, other aspects, like a student's personality, implying, obviously, that they think Asian kids don't have as good personalities (laughs) as other people, I guess. But, um, you know, and, like, socioeconomic background and other Mm -hmm. stuff. And they've been told that they have permission to do this. But, you know, I think it's... It's very much an area where the Supreme Court could uh, start to move back against some of this like crazy wokeness that's ruining Wouldn't education. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? You're doing nobody favors when you're lowering college admissions. Nobody favors. Right. No. You're and not helping the kids you're letting in. You're not no. helping the kids you're keeping out. It's a disaster all around. It hurts everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope. Uh, so they talked about it today. When will there they're, be? They're gonna. They agreed to take the two cases, the Harvard okay. one and so the UNC one. Yeah, and so UNC, I guess, is a state school, so they have to they have to satisfy the equal protection clause, and both have to satisfy like the the government rules about you know not discriminating if you take federal money. So they're 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 like legally a little bit distinct. Um, you know, the standard for UNC is higher for not discriminating, but. Uh, could be interesting. It could it the definitely ones to watch out there. So that's why I'm excited. See, well, it'll be, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right. So I wanted to. Uh, I was a listener turned me on to this today. A burn barrel listener. I, I forgot who it was. It was Matt or Andrew. I'm not sure. Um, and there's a woman named Kion Wolf. Uh, and the Kion is cannot be spelled, but she has a TV show. I'm sorry, an NPR radio show, out of Connecticut. Where okay. she does interviews. And it's called Audacious with Kion Wolf. And here is the promo for it. And this is a series. This is, of course. This public, is not a parody. Public radio. So this is your tax. These are your tax dollars at work. Many of us know what it feels like to fall in love. The attraction, the chemistry, the excitement. But what's it like to fall in love with an ashtray? I like that uh, it's uh, smelling very dirty. Uh, I like uh, touch, hug uh, with ashtray. And what's it like to wholeheartedly love a chandelier? I mean, she looks amazing, you know, all the little curls and that swells, the angles. And I've never seen another chandelier that looks like her. Hear what love is like for people who identify as objectum sexual plus a sexologist on what the rest of us get wrong about him. These are people who have legitimate relationships and should be respected as any sexual or gender minority should be respected. I'm Kion Wolf. That's coming up next on Audacious, right after the news. Right after the uh, state-funded news, the taxpayer-funded news, comes the um, story of a man and his sex dolls or a woman in her chandelier. That is correct. This is a serious show. We're 100% sure it's not a parody. Nope. This is a serious show. Are you ready? 
You ready? Sure. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. And today we're going to talk about and with people who are objectum. The sexual. whole speaking meter of the this NPR or New York Daily um, broadcasters is so it's all the same voice. It's all the same voice, and we're going to talk about with and and so I thought now would be a good time to unpack that a little bit. It's this thinking out loud thing. It's supposed to be sound so earnest. And the Daily from the New York Times does it. And and these in this NPR, all NPR people do it. They have this thing where they feel like they're mm-hmm. they're enlightening themselves as they speak. It's funny. I read something a while back that was talking about how that way of talking, that very NPR mm-hmm. delivery, has affected our whole not just people's ways of talking, but also our ways of writing. Like whenever you, whenever I see oh, anything God. that starts with so or well, you right. know it's influenced by that. So what we're looking at, like every time, because it's sort of this faux, relaxed, conversational yes. style of speaking and writing that's designed to make you feel as though you're in just a natural conversation, but it's actually very yep. rehearsed. Right, but we're so good at being sophisticated that it, you know, sounds like we're just shooting a breeze. Right. And today we're going to talk about and with people who are objectum sexuals. Here's my first guest defining it for you. I basically define it in the same way that objectum sexuals do, and that is as a sexual orientation. It's not a fetish. I mean, there are people who fetishize objects, but it's not a fetish because these are full. Bl- no, that would be weird if it was a fetish. That's right. No, this is uh, the guy, you know, married to an ashtray is <laughs> absolutely not a fetish. No, 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 no. That's uh, derogatory. Blown, complex, multi-emotional mm-hmm. relationships that. You know who's full-blown, complex, multi-emotional, Alice? Sienna. And what did you call her? Uh, crazy. Correct. Run the gamut, you know, between uh, same sex or different sex preferences. If they do, um, you're going to be reminded <laughs> that we're listening to NPR in just seconds. Detect gender in an object. Some people are polyamorous and have a number of objects. Some people are monogamous with their objects. It can be very romantic. It can be affectionate. Uh, it can be definitely erotic. It's a full spectrum. That's Amy Marsh. Amy is a sexologist with a private practice as a sexuality counselor. And Amy identifies as a non-binary femme and goes by the pronouns Z and Zir. Okay, well, then as long as we've got the establishment expert uh, who's going to be weighing in on this, we'll know that this is somebody who's taking a good, uh, sober look at the issue and dissecting it for us. So you're ready to meet our first... um, uh, objectum sexual. I'm over here just googling Amy Marsh to make sure she's a real human. They, being. Z's M. Sorry, Z. Z, Z is a real human being, and Z is. I found okay. Z's website. Good. <laughs> this is audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Today we're getting a better understanding of what it's like to fall in love and or lust with objects. In a little bit, you'll meet a woman who changed her last name to Liberty when she fell in love with the Statue of Liberty and who is now smitten with a very seductive chandelier. Mm-hmm. But right now you get to meet Yuri Torochko. He's an LGBTQIA plus activist, bodybuilder, and artist living in Nur Sultan, Kazakhstan. How NPR? <laughs> How NPR? Here's just a very, very typical example of an objectum sexual. <laughs> um, very typical. You know somebody like him probably. Bodybuilder, activist, artist, um, living in Kazakhstan. We found one right down the street in Kazakhstan. He's also an objectum sexual whose latest love is an ashtray. But the ashtray wasn't the first object to catch his eye. You'll hear more about the other objects of his affection. And you should know that this interview does get slightly not safe for work. She's leveling with us. NPR is so cool. Or kids. But the thing about him that made headlines in the last couple of years was... His marriage to his sex dolls. They're realistic-looking, life-size. And that doesn't discredit him whatsoever. <laughs> and Z and Zem doesn't discredit her whatsoever. What What's- would you do? What would you do? I assume, like, within a matter of just several years, this is going to be considered, like, terrible bigotry that people should be censured for. But what would you do if, say, like, you had a relative who started to, like, bring their sex doll to Thanksgiving and expect everybody to treat it like a member of the family, like everybody else? I would 
there's a chance I'd like it more than some of my friends' wives, so uh, who knows? It's human resemblance. At least, if you're a guy with a sex doll, you've, you're not, in a patronizing or, or insulting way, hiding the true reason why you've taken up with this person. What if they brought an ashtray as their significant <laughs> other to Thanksgiving? How well, the dare problem you is this. Why my relationship is any less rich and meaningful than yours? Do I have to also like ask it if it wants wine? Could you ask it if the if it needs anything? Bling synthetic companions, Luna and Lola. I asked him to tell me about them. Uh, they are really different, and uh, uh, it's why I uh, love them. They're really different. I assume that they are really different, as a matter of fact. Uh, very few humans need to be inflated. So uh, here we go. One of the things that he loves about, I think it's Zola or Lola, you'll see, Alice. And this is absolutely normal. <laughs> this tells me that this is not a throwaway program director saying, um, are you serious now? This is an informational show. Here we go. Lola is uh, absolutely my uh, fantasy I love that uh, she has a uh, head of woman and uh, body of chicken. Wait, what? Yes. Lola is absolutely my fantasy. I love that she has a head of woman and uh, body of chicken. Wait. Yeah. What? What's wrong? <laughs> this what's, gets what's played wrong? on your competitor station. Yes. There's, there's, she's beating me. Yes. In ratings right now. So, wait. Maybe I should get some more Kazakhstani <laughs> ashtray. I think you've taken the entirely wrong approach to this radio market. If this is what's beating you, I mean, like, I think you should really have a talk with your program director about the direction your show has taken and see. My if show's too can... raunchy, Alice. <laughs> Let's talk about Lumiere, who, of course, is named after the chandelier in Beauty and the Beast, and with whom you are in a relationship with right now. Will you tell me about how you met and how that relationship blossomed? Or just you just spout out random words if you want <laughs> and, uh, and speak in tongues if you'd like to as well, because it all means the same thing. It all just is a sign that you're well, nuts. Well, it's funny that you mentioned speaking in tongues, because do you think NPR would afford the same level of calm... Uh, conversational tone when interviewing uh people like evangelicals who speak in tongues uh no absolutely i mean i mean she was lame named actually by somebody else she was named by a friend of mine uh lumiere she told me means light in french so it's an easy that's an easy one um i, I also named it chandelier i feel like I feel like almost wrong listening to this because mm -hmm. I feel like these people are just like neat. insane. <laughs> Not just insane, but like um disabled. I mm. Like are we spectating at mentally no, mentally stunted We're normalizing this screwed up people and treating their I mean, men not just mental illnesses, but I feel like this person might actually just be slow. Like, is it the body of the chicken <laughs> that makes you throws a flag up? It means light in French, so that's easy. Again, met her on the internet. Yeah, there's a theme here. The yeah, you and the rest of the world, but yeah, yeah. You, so you're so normal. You and the rest of the world, right? Why are we? I don't... So normal. No, this is what um, whatever her name is. Oh, you, uh, Coyote Wolf says. Kion. <laughs> so uh, I got her from Germany. She was actually in Germany on eBay. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to get her, you know, posting her and the, the amount of money that she was up for on eBay, I thought, no, it's not going to be happening. You know, I'm not going to be getting her. And I waited a couple of weeks. I ended up emailing the guy who This is just is... a person who needs to be in a home. Uh, like, I would I, say that. But, I, don't, I well, mean, why well, are we... Hold on. What, you, you're not listening to what Kion Wolf is asking. We were talking earlier about how, you know, Lumiere can't necessarily, like, hug you back. We're not going to talk about any sort of sex stuff, but I am curious to know, like, when you touch 
What does it feel like to touch her? For me, I feel energy through the touch, you know. So there you go. That's right. It touch. It feels like you're touching a chandelier. <laughs> I, I, I'm like uncomfortable with the whole concept of this. It feels like voyeurism uh, on people that are just like not well. Right. At least Terry it's, Gar is real. Would I you mean, be more upset if I was <laughs> thinking about a chandelier? Yes. Yeah. Than Terry Gar. Yes. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Then be appreciative. Yes, I'm glad you're not imagining that I'm a chandelier. There you go, Alice. Or an ashtray or a sex doll. Correct. Thank you. I'm glad. We've made progress here today. I feel that this was a good little back and forth. We, I agree. I have more appreciation for you than ever. Thank you. Uh, our relationship, I'm more grateful that you are who you are and not anybody else. Um, you can find us on Twitter. That's at Bar and Barrel Pod. You can feel free to go there and tell me I'm wrong about uh, Tom fi- Tom's fantasies. Uh, where that's at Bar and Barrel Pod. We're also at Facebook.com slash Bar and Barrel Podcast and everywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.